are you doing? I hope you're well, and welcome to the Light of Speed podcast, where we shed light on the goodness within and the goodness of others by becoming our authentic selves so that we can shine. I am your host, Dr. Felicia Speed, a leadership coach and social worker. Today, I would like to shed light on compassion. To me, this is a beautiful word that deserves its own space to be clearly understood and demonstrated by every human being. Now, as a person who works in the healthcare space, I have seen so many individuals go over and beyond to show compassion to others, and I've seen the opposite also. And when I think of compassion, I just don't think of contributions to worthy causes, even though those are greatly appreciated. And I also don't think of great acts of kindness filled with public service, although that is nice to occur. But to be honest, I think of compassion when I'm walking, I'm walking towards a door with my hands filled with bags and someone opens the door or when someone sends a kind word by email, card, or text, or send me a quick emoji. See, it's not the size of the action, but it's the size of the heart of the person that's giving it. Now, I'm reminded of a particular act I experienced not too long ago. So in my Sophia Petrillo voice of the Golden Girls, picture it, South Carolina, 1989, Southwood Middle School, eighth grade English class with Miss Nicholson. (laughs) I still remember her class like it was yesterday. I was just starting to write poetry to express myself because believe it or not, I was actually quite shy and quiet and I didn't necessarily have a lot of friends, so I didn't really have a lot of people to talk to. So I just started writing and for some reason, Miss Nicholson took a liking to me, and I just remember her always smiling, and it always seemed to brighten my day. I can't quite remember why we became so close, but all I can recall is on my lunch breaks, you would find me in her classroom sitting on the front row, reading books that were not even listed as recommended readings for the eighth grade. But I love to read and she tapped into my love for reading and she would tell me stories of her growing up that she would even share with me her journey with cancer and her treatment. One day I asked her, why do you smile so much? And she said (laughs) when she was going through chemo, she decided that if she died, that is how she wanted to be remembered. She wanted to be remembered for her smile. And you know what? That is how I remember her. And I took that on and decided that's how I want people to remember me too, for my smile. Now, as we increase the awareness during Mental Health Awareness Month, at this moment, I really want to share my personal story of battling with depression That started around the sixth grade. And if you were to look in any of my diaries, yes, I had diaries. (laughs) You were to see me writing that every day was a bad day. And it was difficult for me to see the light in the midst of darkness. But in eighth grade, God sent to me a light and her name was Miss Nicholson. It wasn't the attention 
of, you know, getting the snicker bars that she would leave in her box and have them call me overhead to come to the office to grab one with little notes of you're my special friend. But it was a time that she would listen to my stories and read and actually listen and read my poetry with such encouragement. She was present with me during one of the darkest years I could ever remember. So dark that at times I even wanted to harm my life and end my life. But during that year, I looked forward to my English class that I could be graced with the presence of Miss Nicholson. She showed this little girl compassion and reached and pulled me out and showed me love, even with those simple snicker bars. <laughs> now, I don't know if Miss Nicholson is even still alive, but I can tell you, I remember her smile and I remember her compassion. So what does compassion look like to you? And when was the last time you experienced it? Be right back, right after the break. Welcome back. And I really want to continue with our conversation around compassion. And as I look at the definition, I really decided, you know, I'm not going to go there. This is not time to really try to define it and break it down. But I do want you to see this. If you look at the first part of this word that often gets overlooked, it says compass. Now, what I have learned over the years is that when you show compassion, we can shift the compass of someone's life from darkness into light, from hate into love, from discouragement to hope. You can change the compass and trajectory of someone's day by simply showing compassion. Now, I don't recall specifically where the story came from, whether it was in a sermon or a book I read, but the story it goes like this. Um, it's a man who fell down in a very big hole or a ditch and one man came by and looked over in the hole and said, hey, you. You, you know, you should get a rope and latch it on to something and pull yourself up out of there. And then he just kept right on going. And then there was a second man who came by and said, how did you get down in there? You didn't see that big hole when you were walking by it. You have no business falling in that now. And now you're trying to figure out how to get out. Well, you're going to have to just figure that out on your own. And that man kept right on going. But this third man came by. And said nothing. Instead, he jumped in and began to help the man out of the hole. And the man that had fell in said, why you jump down in this hole like this? Don't you know I'm trying to get out myself? And the man who jumped down in there said, I know. That's why I jumped in here. I done been in this hole before. And I know the way out. <laughs> now that to me is compassion. 
See, whether you've been there before or are you willing to put yourself in someone else's shoes, the idea that you're willing to show empathy and compassion in the midst of someone's situation, regardless if you know the details or not, to me, that's when it's time to extend a hand and an encouraging word. That is compassion. I actually remember when I was looking at a quick cartoon by Brene Brown and she was describing empathy. And what I remember from that little video is it's not about the experience, but it's about the connection. Sometimes people want to feel that you are connecting to them. It's not always about, I need you to solve my problem or fix my issue, but can you just connect with me? Because see, although you may not have fell in the hole, you do know what it feels like to be hopeless or helpless or overwhelmed. You know what it feels like to be frustrated and alone and discouraged and disappointed. See, I can connect with you by the feeling That's where our connection is. And why is that? Because we're human and we all have these experiences. And to me, that removes the scales of judgment and opens up doors in our heart to show compassion. Because see, that man that jumped in that ditch that day, he shifted the trajectory of that man's life where he was stuck in a situation and didn't know the way out. He took the time to say, hey, I've been there before. See, to me, it's difficult to show compassion and judgment at the same time. It's difficult to show disdain and compassion or at the same time. But I can tell you what lives with compassion is joy and peace. And most of all, love. Now, what I can say is that While giving compassion is wonderful, we do need to be careful that we do not extend ourselves to the degree that we experience compassion fatigue. Let's talk about it. See, compassion fatigue is a term that describes physical, emotional, and psychological impact of helping others, often through experience of stress or trauma. Compassion fatigue is often mistaken for burnout which is a cumulative sense of fatigue or dissatisfaction. And I've seen this firsthand, especially in the arena of healthcare and even education. Some of the signs and symptoms, because I need you to know what they are, are mood swings, dissatisfaction, apathy, the ability to be productive, insomnia, or the opposite, fatigue, and various physical health issues from headaches and migraines to digestive issues. See, research have found that the antidote to compassion fatigue is resilience. Resilience is often thought of as the ability to bounce back. And I consider it to be so much more than that. Because I believe is when you're able to tap into your reserves and self-awareness to know when it's time to pull over and take care of yourself. So again, as I celebrate the strength of those who live with mental illness every day, I want to encourage you and others, if you are experiencing symptoms of depression, anxiety, stress, grief, or even compassion fatigue, please 
open up your mouth and say you need help. Because dealing with mental illness or even mental health is not a weakness. It is exactly what is called an illness, just like a physical illness, just like we talk about diabetes, hypertension, In the meantime, if you're not dealing with the illness, you need to focus on the wellness. And when I think of mental wellness, I think of doing things that you enjoy doing, whether it's dancing or spending time with your children, swimming, watching movies, eating good food, and more importantly, child, sleep. Now, I know y'all didn't hear me say exercise, but it's in there. Take care of yourself so that you are able to take care of others. Have enough compassion for yourself to pull over when you need to sit down somewhere or when you need to lay down somewhere, when you need to have a good meal, when you need to show compassion to someone else that needs you, you will be ready. You will have the resiliency. You won't have compassion fatigue because you have to have compassion to actually have compassion fatigue, but it's about being aware of yourself when you need that time. Compassion is an essential element in society, and it is vital to the survival of human race. Individuals and groups with power have an opportunity to contribute to more healthy, peaceful communities by practicing and promoting compassion. Now, I recently had a conversation with someone and we were talking about compassion and they said, I'm not compassionate if I feel like the person is not being appreciative. And I just had to sit there for a second (laughs) and I just said, compassion is not predicated on the response of the gratefulness of the individual. So I'm not waiting for people in power to tell me how to be compassionate. I can take my influence in my own little sphere, my own little world and say, you know what? In my tribe, we're going to show compassion because the benefits of compassion does not come from the one who received it, but really it is given to the one who gave it. It warms my heart to do a kind gesture for someone else, even if it's just a smile. Ultimately, what I'm trying to say today is that you never know what someone is going through and all they need is your smile to connect with your genuineness, your authenticity, and your compassion. And just those few seconds can shift their compass. What I'm asking from you over the next few weeks, look for the opportunities to show compassion and expect nothing in return. You will be amazed that based on what you can see and based on what you sow, you will reap a hundredfold based on what you see, not just seeing with your natural eye, but based on what you see in your heart, whatever you sow, you're going to reap it. Now, my main example of compassion does not come from an individual per se. But it comes from God himself. There's a scripture that says, it is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. See, there was a period in my life when I was angry with God. 
because he didn't heal someone I love dearly. I was offended and disappointed. And you would have thought that I would have experienced his wrath since I was questioning his decision and his plans, right? But what I found out during that season is that instead of him being farther away from me, he drew closer. And I promise you, this is what I heard him say. Felicia, I can handle your offense. I can handle your disappointment. I can even handle your anger and your questions. I still love you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. My love for you will never change. And I will be right here when you're ready to talk. That, my friend, is compassion. Because he loved me in spite of me. And he did not change. Instead of moving farther away, he drew closer. Most people always hear me say, we serve an unflippable God. Because you don't have to worry about him flipping on you. And I am forever grateful. So I encourage you today, think about the moments when you experience the compassion from God, the compassion from others, and the compassion that you extend to yourself. Listen, love, you deserve it. It's a gift. And compassion can shift your trajectory and someone else's as well. Well, that's all we have time for today. And we'll pick up next week on Wednesday Wednesday with a new episode, Shedding Light on Love. So please encourage others to join our journey by subscribing in whatever platform they use. Or you can visit my website at thelightofspeed.com. Also, The Light of Speed can be found on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, where I share weekly inspirations to compel us to grow. I would love to hear from you. So please join and inbox me on the Light of Speed Facebook page. Special thanks to the Light of Speed team, Captivate, and Music by It's What Are by Pixabay. Until next time, show yourself some compassion, love, and keep shining.